So welcome back to the I'll Finish That podcast. It's uh, my second episode. Really excited to get in this kicked off. And I couldn't have picked a best first interview for myself. It's a, it's a cool little story that I get to go full circle. I have Kirby Smith with me today. Um, Kirby and I go way back. Way and back. Uh, it starts with the baseball that we both love. And Kirby was part of the team that I first ever started coaching with. Got to see Kirby go on to bigger and better things down and play college ball in Texas comes back and we become coaching rivals and he really was my kryptonite at that point in time but um, I got to follow your story which was really cool and which is really why I wanted to make sure that you were one of my guests on one of the very first episodes that I had here and because you train young kids you might not necessarily be an, a parent like yeah. myself but you have kids from 10 to 14 to 15 and as high as 18 at some points and your goal is to get them ready for life. And part of life is being fit and being active and, and having a healthy mental lifestyle, which includes their body and really being a support system, which is what this podcast is about. I wanted to make sure that you came on and shared your story because I think a lot of people would be there. So thanks for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. I know uh, when you brought it to my attention, I was stoked to be here. I didn't know I was the first one, though. You are I the take first. The, I take an honor in that. Hey, when I started talking, I was going through the list and I was like, yep. Yeah. Kirby's a guy I want to talk about with, and there's some more that we'll go through, and I didn't want to narrow it down just to parents, and we'll talk a lot about kids, because they'll come through, but I think before having kids myself, I always talked about my baseball players were my kids. Exactly. <laughs> like I, got well, to, I, got to, I got to say goodbye to them, which was nice at the end of the night, but um, they were still my heart and soul, and I always put my heart and soul to those guys. Well, I know when, uh, when you first coached me there, I was grade nine, you... Uh, you weren't a single man, but you weren't uh, you weren't the dad you are now. No, that's for sure. I, I've definitely become humbled, and I, I think uh, I've definitely become bit. Or I shouldn't say now, but I definitely got bigger throughout the years. And, yeah, and uh, it's been a journey, and I'm coming up to two years, and you've been taking a crack at this for for quite some time. So I'm at two two and a half now. I was yeah, it was the fall of 2018. Um, where I kind of like this is this needs to change. I had always been a part of athletics. I've always done my workouts and all that, but yeah, there is a, there is just a point where I'm like, no, this is this is it. So you had that light bulb, right? And that's what kind of yeah. happened with me. And and some people have a hard time finding what helped. What had what came about you to say, hey, this light bulb's here now? My light bulb was more of a life understanding. It. Uh, at the time, I was fortunate enough, I, I accepted my first ever uh, university coaching role. I was the assistant coach up at Laurentian University. Uh, I had taught baseball for seven years before that, played it my entire life, was always a part of athletics. And as soon as I kind of finished my playing days, I came back and I went into that, I don't want to say a depressive state, but I went into that state where you're trying to refine your identity, mm -hmm. where when I finished school, it was, I'm a baseball player. That's how I... That's how I identified. And as soon as I identified as a, a baseball player, I put in the work to do that. And in high school, I worked on what I wanted to, but it was always, I kept myself in good enough shape to play. And when I came back and didn't have that drive anymore, I, I really let myself go. And in working in baseball and, and teaching kids and all that, um, we teach them how to be healthy, active, live a good life. Um, and I, I just, I got up to the university level we were in our middle of our fall, uh, just about to finish, and we were on one of our last trips, and there was a guy on the team, his name was Dale Vlad. He was, uh, he's a lifelong student. 
He was like nine years in, in college. He played at Durham. He won the national championship back when Durham won the national championship. He pitched for us for the last two seasons. Um, and he he in the same boat was, he's like, I was a big dude. I, I need to, to get myself going. And I was talking to him a little bit. And I kind of realized at that point, I'm like, I'm a coach who's coaching at a university level who is severely out of shape. I, I'm... I'm not practicing what I preach. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of was the understanding is it got to a spot where it's like, I'm trying to shape kids. I'm trying to teach kids how to become better, whether that's the 11 U's uh, I work with up to the university kids I work with. No matter where they're at, it's my goal is I'm trying to shape them. And I realized I can't shape them on how to be healthy. I remember there was times I'm trying to tell kids how much diet and all this works for them. I'm sitting there eating a bag of chips and drinking a Coke in the process. I just realized at that point, I'm like, if if my goal is to better other people's lives, I can't do that until I better my own life first. Right. And it was kind of like that light bulb. Like I can't be teaching kids how to be healthy, active, and on the go when I'm not doing it myself, why are they going to listen to me? Why are they going to want to pursue to be more? Why are they going to want to go to the next level? If they're seeing their coach, the the one who's with them, we're, we're training three, four days a week, is not doing that stuff. And it was kind of like a real, it was a slap in the face by myself. That's kind of what it came down to. It was, um, another thing was, there was, there was a little bit of a, an adjustment uh, personally, uh, end of a relationship, kind of had the three-year relationship and it was that idea. I looked in the mirror at one point, I'm like, I f- didn't feel physically or mentally attractive. I'm like, okay, I need to change. There's there's kind of a lot that came together all at once, but it was that's the best way to describe it. It was a big slap in the face to myself to so get started. It is, and it, you, everybody will find their own light bulb and figure out what gets them. And I love to hear what everybody's light bulb is and have that support. So your light bulb goes off, and you're like, "Okay, I'm going to make a change because I'm going to better myself. I'm going to be that role model that everybody is expecting me to be, and why they can look up to me." How'd you start? What'd you do? Uh, my starting it. My starting was a lot of trial and error uh, with athletics. I knew what I was doing. I loved my weights. That was the thing. Is uh, When I was younger, I would lift. I never had an issue with lifting. And when I got into college, I got to the best shape of my life. I was, I was the big guy I went to college. I, I dropped down. I was like 215 pounds in college. I got to a real good weight. Uh, I got a concussion in the middle of that, and it really derailed me. And like I said, when I came back, I got super derailed with losing that identity of, of being an athlete. Um, but when I first got started again, it was like, I had gained so much that it's like the stuff that I'm like, this used to be easy. I'm like, this, this sucks. This is tough. And I had to push myself to do more than the weight. So my routine was, I was up in Sudbury coaching the Laurentian team. Um, it was the only thing I was doing at the time. So I typically, we had 6am. So I'd get up with the team. We had put them through their 6am's. I'd go to the gym. I'd do my my weights because my big thing is you know what I got to get active I got to get going and my the thing I like doing best is I like lifting my weights um, but I made a conscious effort to add something for 10 minutes that I didn't necessarily like to do whether that's plyometrics whether that was even simply running uh, whether that was core I tried to add something that you know what I didn't want to do and, and I there were many times it's literally like I would be sitting there in my own mind, like yelling at myself, like, what are you doing? Like, come on, push yourself. Right. And I got to a spot where about two weeks of that, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling better. And then I tried to take a big jump real quickly and it worked, but I felt like that, um, 
that kind of burnout period came real quick. So I then started doing my weights, and then I'd go back at night. I'd ride the bike for about an hour and a half, two hours. So you you were an athlete, and they, obviously we see our athletes, everybody wants to get big, big, strong, strong. Yeah. When you started hitting the weights, were you hitting the weights as heavy as you could again, like back in college, or did you change that up? I tried to change it up. Actually, ever since, I've... Uh, I've done very little to try to lift heavy. I always, I mean, yeah, when you're young, it was, you, you want to lift big, you want to put your squat up, you want to put your bench up, essentially your big three. And I had a big, big numbers on my big three. I'm over 1,200 pounds on my big three lifts. I couldn't do that now. Mm-hmm. I'm stronger than I've ever been, but I couldn't put up 1,200 pounds on my big lifts. And a big part of that has come down to, I was, yeah, I was getting strong, but same thing. The muscles, it was just bulking me up further. And I'm like, I was looking more out of shape, even though I was technically getting stronger with the big lifts. I started going to a lot of, of quick bursts. I've experimented a lot. One of my favorite ones um, was you just set a timer. You set your rest timer. And that was one of the biggest ones to me. Not even necessarily changing too much on your weight structure. If you're if you're doing back and biceps and all that, like still utilizing similar lifts, doing some flies, doing some curls, doing some rows, all that stuff. But my goal was to have minimum of a 12 rep set. I'm often trying to go anywhere 15 plus. So anytime I'm doing an S, I'm trying to go 15 plus. And the one I really noticed when I when I was first getting going was I would go, I was trying to go sets of four, typically anywhere from six to nine exercises, four times through. But I, I made it a, a common habit that I do my exercise and then I had, so I have uh, a Fitbit and I just click the timer for my rest mm-hmm. and actually becoming aware of my rest time period because there was times where, oh, I got to set I'm a little more tired here and I took a two minute rest, a three minute rest. There's times you pick up your phone next thing you know, it's a 10 minute rest right. where when I have my timer going, it buzzed, it's, oh, not quite in a set of like high intensity right. rest period, but it was very structured similar to that your heart rate was up and you're 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 pumping the blood so the light bulb goes off you you're starting to hit the gym and the bike what was the goal like what where where were you where'd you start what what when that light bulb went off where did you say you wanted to get to so that's a tough question because my light bulb went off and and a lot of it started uh physically Mm -hmm. a lot of it did start physically but i will say the change that happened uh, was based around the mindset. And um, I'm currently back in school for sports psychology. I've been a big, um, just a big supporter of the idea of how the mind can get there. And when I started, it was, yeah, I'm, I'm not physically fit. I need to get down. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I'm just going to start. And you know what? I, everybody's heard this saying, this idea. The start's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. You start, you get in a, a week or two, you start feeling better, you keep going. My big thing that's kept me going has been that mindset because I've been through time periods before where it's like, I want to lose weight, I want to look better. And whenever I had this idea of I want to lose weight, I want to look better, it would get to a spot where it's the same idea. You go two weeks, you feel you look better, and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I didn't, my goal of looking better, that, that's not a goal. That's right. That's an outcome. That's not a goal. And when, because there, there's no way to track that. How do you track that you're looking better? You can physically see it. You can be told you're looking better, but there's no way to physically track that from a goal standpoint. My idea was I want to become a better person. 
And that's what I, like I said, I looked my, myself in the mirror. I, I'm coaching university at the time. I had just gotten out of a, a long-term relationship and I, I physically looked at myself. I'm not mentally or physically attractive. Yeah, and I see. I love that because everybody thinks it's a it's a weight goal, it's a a size goal, and and mine was a goal, right? Like mine was a weight goal. I yeah. physically wanted to get my weight down, but everybody should be in should be looking at goals and setting them. And and that's I love to hear that because you don't have to be if you're four hundred pounds, your goal doesn't have to be two hundred pounds. Yeah, you have to mentally feel like you are in a good spot. Yes, and. That might not mean it's at 200 pounds. At 200 pounds, you might not like the way you look, and it could change things and stuff like that. So I really love to hear that it wasn't actually like a physical number. No, goal it, was, it was the mind. And that, that was the thing is, is when I realized it was the mind, uh, that's what came to play um, to keep me going. Because once again, it, it allowed me to – how do I want to put this? It, it allowed me to understand on good days, bad days, on how to push forward. Because that's the thing, in two and a half years, and I, and I know you've seen this too, two and a half years, there's many a times you do not want to do anything. I could tell you my workout yesterday, I, it was Super Bowl Sunday. You know, I, there may have been one too many beers that happened. <laughs> um, and that's something I can get to later just on the aspect of, of consumption of calories. But I woke up, uh, I wasn't feeling bad. Ended up studying. I had a midterm today. I was studied from nine to noon. I came in and I worked from uh, twelve to eight. I worked out from eight to nine thirty. I went home and studied nine thirty to ten thirty and went to bed. That was my day. And I by the time I got to my workout at eight o'clock, I had studied for four hours. I had worked for pretty much another eight, and I hadn't really eaten. And I get to my work, I'm like, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I one hundred percent said to myself, I don't want to be here. And I remember I'm just like, start. And I started. And then it's just kind of one of my favorite quotes. And and I'm sure, have you seen the movie Lone Survivor? Yep. Marcus Luttrell. So I got to uh, work with some of the guys up in Sudbury who have done uh, Brian Kane's mental performance coaching. And Brian Kane's worked with Marcus Luttrell. And he was lucky enough to uh, get a copy of a a speech he did for the University of Texas football team. Mm -hmm. And Marcus Luttrell's talking. He said, when I was at the bottom of the ditch, after all the fighting, after all this, he's like, I literally thought I was going to die. And he's like, I can either lay here and die. Or what he would do is he'd take his gun, he'd reach it as far as he could, he'd mark a line in the dirt. At this point, the movie doesn't even portray how much happened. This guy had broken everything. He couldn't stand up, couldn't move, couldn't walk. And what he would do is he'd put his gun out far enough and pull himself forward. And he's like, as long as I can get to that line, I'm still alive, I'm still moving forward. He'd reach out, draw another line. He went something like 4.8 kilometers doing that, crawling. And then that kind of makes you sit there and think, like, if he can do that with everything that happened, I can do this 30-second exercise. I can do two more push-ups. I can do two more pull-ups. This isn't over yet. And I use this idea of a lot of Mm self-talk. You have to convince yourself that you're able to do it. Right? The mind will give up on you long before the body ever does. And if your mind tells you you're done, your body might still have 50-60% to go. But if your mind convinces you you're done, you don't know that potential you can get to. Totally. I, I think it's – I can know from, from personal experience. You get to the gym and you do that first rep and right before you don't want to do it. But once you get through, now your blood's going. Yeah. Right? You got your heart rate up and you're, and you're starting to go through it. So that mental aspect of it is the key and sometimes it's oh, just – push yourself to get get going 
get yeah. going. And, and even from a diet standpoint, it's it's pushing yourself to like, hey, I might not want to eat this, but I'm going to eat it anyways. I'm yeah. going to get through because I know it's going to help support me for the end all. And again, going back to being goal related. Yes. Right? Like whether yours is mental or other people have numbers that they want to get to. If you're just doing it because you want to do it, you're more likely to fail because you don't have a, a reason to be doing it at that point. Exactly. So having that goal is is very key to get to that. So that's that's, that's a great analogy to go through and on from that side. And I, I love to hear it and from there. With, with all that too, some other stuff that like along that aspect, because like I said, a lot of it was uh, the mindset. Some other things that, that I did bring into play that really helped um, – I'm actually just starting it again, but I'm going through the book Atomic Habits. And Atomic Habits, great book, highly recommend uh, for anyone who is on the path of trying to lose weight because that's what it's about. It's it's the idea of creating systems that help you with the process. And and from a coaching aspect, one of the biggest things I I like using with my players is we talk about this idea that everyone wants to say you're going to rise to the occasion. And it's the same thing when you're in the gym. People are like, oh, when I get to the gym, I'm going to rise to my occasion. I'm going to put up the weights I want. I'm going to put up the workouts I want. And often that's not the case. The, the term we like using is you don't rise to the occasion. You fall back on your preparation, right? You have to prepare to get there. You can't just expect to get there, mm-hmm. right? So some of the stuff I did is, is we work on changing our cues. And our cues are essentially these ideas that we have trigger points throughout everything we do. And in my unhealthy lifestyle, those cues were essentially done work, this is my time to go home, eat, play video games. Like it was almost instantaneous. I'm done work, I get to kick up, put my feet up, eat a bag of chips, play some video games, I'm done for the day, I can relax. Instead of having that mentality to drive forward. Where when I started getting myself going, a big thing that he talks about in that book is is this idea of just changing even the way you, you announce something. So when I now go for a bag of chips, and don't get me wrong, I'll still eat some chips here and there. I right. like my chips. But when I'm on a grind, when I'm trying to attain that goal, when I'm trying to push forward, I've just used a simple form of I'm a healthy person. So a bag of chips is there. I'll be reaching for them and say, no, I'm a healthy person. And I've found that that has been one that has huge, like it's been a game changer. Because I then look at it and I'm like, yeah, I am a healthy person. I don't want that. And it's like the craving smushed in- instantly. And I've started to use it in, in other aspects. I've used it with studying. I sit down. I've been bad at procrastinating for studying. I'll sit down and be like, I'm a scholar. And then I just, I, it's easier. It's, really yeah. it's easier to start because, and, and he puts the analogy out there. He uses it with smokers. If someone's trying to quit smoking, which is a tough, tough thing to do. I know I've had my challenges with, with other tobacco products in baseball with, with chewing tobacco. And I've, I've cut back on that a huge amount by this same aspect. But when a smoker goes out and someone says, hey, do you want to smoke? No, I don't want to smoke. I'm trying to quit. You're still identifying as a smoker. Mm-hmm. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. But when you go out and says, hey, do you want a cigarette? And you say, no, I'm not a smoker. You now don't identify as a smoker. Right? Same thing with weight loss. If you identify as a healthy person, chips, chocolate, cookies, bad habits, not going to the gym, now become unacceptable to you. Totally. One of my biggest excuses when I was bigger was, man, I like food. I'm only going to live once. I'm going to continue to eat what I want to eat. And that meant getting the supersized fries and the extra cheeseburger on the side because that was my mentality. Yeah. And now you're totally right. If I go out or I make my own food, I know what I'm portioning out. And yeah. 
my body knows it's okay. Like at yeah. that point in time, everything is okay. Whereas before, if I didn't have that, I was like, well, why not? Like, let's just keep yeah. pounding it back. It's a great way to look at it. And that was, yeah, that was a big factor that changed. The way, the way I talked to myself was the biggest factor. And, and the thing I realized with my fitness journey, I did a lot of this alone. Everyone talks about find an accountability partner, do this, find someone to lift with, find someone to do that. I did most of my stuff alone. Crazy. And the hardest part with all of that is there was times where, you know what, at the end of the day, the only person I was cheating if I didn't do it was me. But at the same time, I, I couldn't have been more blessed for that aspect. It's helped me push so much further. I've in this whole last process. I, I run the company here with the baseball. I'm currently going to school. Uh, I've taken a big position at the school. I have another side business in the works. That mentality with my fitness hasn't just affected my fitness. It's affected everything else I've done in that. It's a domino effect. A good a good fitness. Yeah, that helps. My good workouts that help. But it's pushed me and given me more energy and given me more drive to do my business, to do my schooling, to uh, uh, run the business here um, with the baseball and still have energy at the end of the day to go home and spend time with family, to read a book, to, you know what, I still, I'll sit back and watch Netflix still. It is what it is. But that mentality of how I changed, how I viewed myself, how I talked to myself was probably the biggest aspect. And I'm a big believer. I have worked out with people. It is much better. If you can get on with someone who's on the same journey, it's it's going to keep that accountability there. But I can say from, from my scenario, I didn't really have anyone to really work with. I work out here at the facility. Right. So when we're here, it's I'm the only one here. Well, I think the reality is, is, and I definitely started out on my own too, is if you want to do it, you got to do it. Yeah. You're right. Having somebody there to lift with, and I've had a lot of good buddies that I call my support system that we would talk about with weight loss and stuff like that. But in the end, I didn't wait for him to come to the gym. And sometimes I will feel, especially mothers and fathers and, and more as you get older, it's, they look at that as a social part of the, the working out. And that's exciting yeah. for them because they get somebody to talk to. But the reality is, is you're going to work. You're going to the gym to work. You're going to the kitchen to work at making your yes. meals. And you talked about goals, so it has to be a part of your job. We don't go into our eight-hour jobs and, and do it for three or only work hard because Johnny shows up. And if Johnny doesn't show up, I'm not going to work hard today. You have to you have to be accountable yourself. So you mentioned there that like now that you're getting back on track, so, so what's your goal targets now? So you're getting back into it. What are you looking at? So... My my goals have they've altered a bit. So when I first started, I was three thirty. Mm-hmm. I got up to three thirty, which was by far the biggest I'd ever been. I was at like sixty percent BMI. It was not a good scenario. Um, and yeah, it was very unhealthy weight. And when I first started, it was kind of that same idea. Like I, I need to to mentally and physically change. And at first, I didn't know what that meant. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna just cardio. I'm gonna shred everything. And I did pretty well with it. I got myself down. I was doing tons and tons of cardio. I was doing band workouts. I was doing light weights, high reps. Uh, I got myself down to about 240. Awesome. And it was it was going pretty good. And then at that point, it's like I had done so much lighter stuff, high intensity stuff, where it's like, I mean, I've always been a big guy. I'm like, I miss my weight. So I, I got back into the weights and, and started trying to put up more. I, I still took this goal of always trying to do 12 but I tried to physically push myself more. 
So I know for a while there, I was doing bench press sets. Um, I was trying to go through, bench press was one that I'd cut back, but I'd go um, five by eights with 225. And at first I'm like, I can't do this. And then I started getting it up more. I'm like, I'm liking, same idea. You like the big weight gains. and um, You don't want anything less than 225 on that bar. (laughs) And that's kind of what it came down to. And at the end of the day, I'm I'm back up hovering around the 270 area. So I've put on about another 30. Uh, but I at this current moment, I'm still probably the physically in the best shape I've been. Maybe take out college. That was a different animal. That was baseball five days a week for eight hours a day. It was that was crazy fit at that point. Right. But for for a working class, um, including high school, including uh, my work working days, this has been the best shape I've been in, even though I'm seeing my weight starting to increase. I'm noticing uh, it's not necessarily about what the scale says. My mind is still saying I'm feeling good. My body's saying I'm feeling good. I feel better when I look in the mirror. It's the weight at this point to me doesn't matter as much, even though it's climbing a little bit, because I know it's now at least good weight. Um, I have noticed that it's gotten a little higher than I may have wanted to, so I've, I've added more. I'm, I'm trying to do uh, high intensities uh, three days a week minimum. Nice. So that's helped, and, and I've been two weeks that I've dropped uh, dropped another five and a half. Congrats. Man. So awesome. it's, and once again, it's just you, you have to understand what works because the one thing I will say, if you do the same thing over and over and over again, you're either going to stop seeing results or you're going to get just tired of it. You're gonna get bored. You're gonna get bored. Totally. And you're gonna and that's that's gonna be the 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 trigger your mind needs to stop. Yeah. No, I that's awesome, dude. I'm glad to see that you you you're gonna see peaks and valleys. And I think when I talk to people a lot of times it's being able to get out of that peak and valley. Because I yes. see I saw it all the time, right? I would get down and then I'd get up. I was a big scale guy. I, I had numbers. That was my goal, so I was always going on there and there'd be days where I had good weeks and I'd drop and weeks where I'd stay the same and Mentally, you have to tell yourself, okay, what am I changing? What am I going to do this yeah. week? What am I going to go through? And we were, at that time when I had started, we were still allowed to travel to the States. So in the summertime, I was going to the States for baseball. And I definitely slacked a bit more from that standpoint once we were down there oh, and yeah. started doing stuff. But I made sure that if it meant I had to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning before we had to hit the road to do a five-mile walk, I did it. Because, yes. yeah, I knew I wasn't going to eat the way that I cleaned that I had been eating because it just wasn't going to happen. But I made sure that I compensated for it. And I think sometimes that gets missed and from the mental side, right? Yeah. Like you talk about the mental side so hard, it's it's finding that ninja that's going to get you through to that next spot. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I can, I can attest the same thing. When you're in the States, we travel with our boys to the States. And essentially, it's not just you you're trying to eat for. It's for us, We uh, the kids all had to buy their own meals. So it's like, you know what? I would love to go to an all-you-can-eat salad buffet. The kids, where do you want to eat today? Don's. We want McDonald's. Okay. And that was a lot of times. And the, I mean, it is what it is. It's a McDonald's trip between a game. And it's yeah. not necessarily the best option. Like, we would try to find our subways and all that because we want to promote healthy eating. But there's times where it's like, there's, it's, I mean. It's too easy yeah, not to eat healthy. It's too easy. Yeah, and it's, totally. It's, you're just kind of thrown into the fire. And that was definitely something I had to to adjust to. Um my other big issue I found uh, in that aspect was my my nightly snacking. Mm-hmm. My nightly snacking was terrible. <laughs> I could I could do pretty good through my day and my three meals and eating healthy, and then all of a sudden it was like eight o'clock hit, and it's like no, I want a snack. Um, and 
even today, that's still probably the hardest thing I deal with. Um, but like you said, it's it, you make those healthy decisions. You say I'm a healthy person, and I still snack at night. But I, I've come up with this idea of, you know what, my snack's going to be, I'm going to go out and get some raspberries. I'm going to go out and get some grapes. I'm going to go have an apple. The, my best saying, and I remember, and my mom was said this when I was real young. She's like, if you're really hungry, you'll eat an apple. And I never, I'm like, I never understood what that was until I started leaving, like started weightlifting Uh or started my fitness journey was, am I really, really hungry? And I could stay in the fridge. If I can hold this apple and I want to eat this apple immediately, I'm hungry. If I'm like, I eat this apple, I'm like, no, this doesn't appetize me that much. I want those chips. I realize I'm not hungry. I'm bored. One of the best pieces of advice that I got going through this was look at your food. Mm-hmm. Look at what you're actually eating. Put distractions away. Put your yeah. phone away. Turn off the TV. And just focus on your food and see when you're actually done. Yeah. And you will be surprised at the point where you actually don't need to eat anymore. Mm-hmm. And you talk about portion controls and stuff like that that you're hearing in calorie deficit diets. It's a lot easier at that point because you're actually focusing on your food and what you actually want in your belly. And it's crazy. Um, and so talking about apples and parents and advice and stuff like that, are you, are you on a diet right now? Is there anything specifically that you're focusing on? My diet has been, you know what? It's still, the diet's been the hardest part. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you hear that from anyone you talk to, whether it's your fitness trainer who's shredded or whether it's the person who's just starting out, the fitness books, whatever it is, it's always, it starts with your diet. And the thing was, is especially with this age of social media, you have within a span of a day, I can guarantee you that you're going to see a minimum of probably one to three different options of how to fix your diet or fix your food and fix all this. We have both our phones out here. Nowadays, everything picks up what you say. More than likely, we're going to have ads for different diets by the time we get home tonight. Like That's just kind of the world we live in. So, I mean, I've tried my my different ones. I've uh, I've done my intermittent fasting. I really did like that one. Uh, you have to be very strict with it, though. And that's the hard part is when I was doing it, I wasn't following it as strict to a T as I could have. Um, but I did really enjoy it. And then eventually it got to the, just like any other diet. I'm like, this is hard. And it kind of slipped away. Uh, I've tried one called carb cycling. Um, I've tried uh, similar to what what you were mentioning to me uh, off air in, in the idea of that game changer diet, the, the vegetarian-based yeah. Uh, diet and I, I did that for about two months last year I'd eat vegetarian for the five days through the week and then would allow myself to dabble into to the meats and other stuff on the weekends and I, I felt really good with it I would say at the end of the day my biggest thing with diet um, and I definitely need to get better at it still that is to date I'm two and a half years and that's still my hardest part by far but I understood the idea of allowing myself to eat what I want to eat and become aware of it. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is, like I said, I would I would use that uh, affirmation, I am a healthy person. So when I'm making my breakfast, am I Tim Hortons? Okay, do I just want my coffee or do I really need that extra sausage breakfast sandwich? Right. Like I might be hungry. Say I'm a healthy person. I know I can get through with coffee. Like I said, I did intermittent fasting for about six months of that. And it became clockwork. Right. I didn't. I didn't even feel hungry till about one. I know I don't need to eat at nine a.m. When I'm, it's just when I'm at Tim Hortons, you see it flash on the screen like, oh, that breakfast sandwich. That's gonna be damn good. <laughs> yeah, but sure. I know I can get by with my coffee, right? So I started to have this idea of like knowing what I ate, 
But my biggest thing that helped me is I stopped getting mad at myself when I ate something that wasn't good for me. And that's hard to kind of put into words because there was times during my, my big days, and I was kind of mentioned this story to you earlier too, but I'd finish work, I'd go home, I would feel lazy, I'd feel tired, feel out of shape. I'd go to the convenience store, I'd buy a bag of chips. I felt crappy when I bought the bag of chips. I'd go home, I'd sit down. I felt crappy out of bag of chips and I was gonna sit down and eat them. I felt crappy when I broke the bag of chips. I'd eat the entire bag of chips, feel crappy the entire time, finish and then ask myself, why the hell did I just eat a bag of chips? Right. But I knew I was I was doing like I knew I felt bad about it before I even purchased them. But I just I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. And I physically beat myself up about it. I physically got mad at myself. I'm like this is like this is BS. Like I can't fix this. I don't know what it is. And when I started eating healthier, once again, I just I made healthier choices. And as I made healthier choices, it's the aspect of learning. Week one, yeah, your healthy choice might be sweet potato fries instead of French fries, right? Mm-hmm. But then by the time you're a year in, it might now, okay, you've learned a recipe for cauliflower fries. Right. And you you just learn as you go. And that's kind of what I did. I realized that I have these abilities and alternative options that still taste really good. Yeah. That I just kind of made the shift. And the thing I noticed was if I hadn't, something that didn't wasn't the best for me or similar to the Super Bowl at the Super Bowl this past weekend I had some sliders we had some potato skins uh, we did up a Brussels sprout bacon dish that's like in honey and brown Sounds sugar amazing. oh it's good stuff it's <laughs> real good stuff but that was the other thing that I, I had and I was really as I mentioned earlier in the podcast I got through my workout I did not want to do my workout but in my mind I said I ate crappy yesterday I got to do like I got to put in the work today and that's kind of how I change stuff. Instead of beating myself up and saying, why the hell did you eat that? That's not a good thing. Like, like you're going to get back to where you are and completely just dismantling everything I've done. It's like, I enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. I had a good meal. I had a few beers. I'm going to work harder tomorrow. And then that's going to promote me to work harder throughout the week. Yeah. And now my binge days are once every two weeks compared to once a night. You just hit it on the nail is those binge days, right? Because I would say a normal Super Bowl three, four, five years ago, I'd probably order pizza wings and I'd just eat, eat, yeah. eat, eat. And this Super Bowl, I, I knew ahead of time what I was ordering. I ordered some pizza. The kids wanted yeah. pizza and I ate it. And I do the calorie deficit stuff. So I look at the calories. Went a little bit over and I was okay with that because yeah. I knew the next day I would turn around and burn it and go through and go at it and I do think going through these journeys you realize it's not as hard as people think to lose weight but also it's still easy to gain the weight right and it goes back to that mental side of it of making sure that you can push through it and not everybody can get through it right away and you got to get through that hump and I I think that's huge that you were able to do that and I love the fact and why I wanted you to come on was that we can get this to the younger generation and sometimes it's not always about losing weight. Sometimes it's about gaining weight, right? Like uh, yeah. I, I want to make sure that throughout this podcast, we're talking to the people that want to gain weight because that's. I actually think it's harder to gain weight than it is to lose weight when oh, you yeah. really want to turn and flip it around. So, you hear bodybuilders and stuff like that. Like they actually hate eating because they have to eat so much, and it's just. We I talk to players all the time that are trying to gain some muscle and stuff like that. It all comes back to the mindset. Yeah. And. The mental health is huge and something that I want to continue to talk about on this podcast with people because 
it is that getting over the hump and talking about it and getting through it. So, yeah, you personally have to be able to get to the gym and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to talk to people about it. No. Don't hide it. Don't. If you're trying to be in the gym and, and you are scared because somebody's going to look at you differently or make fun of you, I got made fun of when I stopped eating meat. I just mm-hmm. made a, I made a decision that he's like, you know what, I'm going to try it. I'm just going to see what happens. People made fun of me, but I kept with it. And now mm-hmm. I haven't eaten meat in over a year and a half, right? Even losing weight, right? I was I started meal prepping and going to work with my colleagues. They were getting mad at me because I wasn't going out to eat with them anymore, mm-hmm. right? And so you're going to have people that are going to drag you down. They don't do it on purpose. They're not saying, hey, no. I don't like you. Come down here. But everybody falls into routines. Yeah. And you have to be okay with breaking that routine. And it sounds like you did a really good job at it there, which is awesome. That's a huge aspect, too. Like you said, there, there's a, a cultural norm that people expect you to be a part of. Uh-huh. People, especially people you've grown, not grown up with, but are around every day. That, yeah, it, you know what? Every Friday, we we go to CW Coops. We get wings. We get wings and pitchers of beer. And that's a tradition. And, yeah, the first time you got to tell tell the buddies like, yeah, I can't come out tonight. I always I always remember too, um, for for budgetary purposes too, as being a college student again and all that. Like when you go out to eat, and yeah, it's normal to grab a beer. It's hey, I want water, yeah. and like I remember a few comments like, Are you really drinking water? We came out for beers. You agreed to come for beers. I'm like, you know what? I might have a beer later, but I'm okay with water. Yeah. Like it's, just because I'm not having a beer yeah, doesn't mean I'm doesn't, not here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm enjoying the time with you guys. Like, it is what it is. And one of my favorite things, and, and I can say this uh, kind of to add on to your point, too, about people kind of, they don't do it on purpose. They do it because it's what they know, yeah. right? But here's the, here's the fact of the deal. You're the only person who's with yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Even your family, even your friends, anyone who's who's with you, around you, they're going to have ideas and opinions that can help or hurt you and, and can definitely guide you in the right direction. But at the end of the day, the only person you have to convince it's right for is you. You don't want to eat meat. You don't have to convince Johnny and Larry that meat's not good for you. Yeah. You, have to, you have to convince yourself, this is a diet I want to stick to. This is a plan I want to stick to. And as long as you can convince yourself of that, that's all that matters in this journey. And too many people, I feel, go into this journey with the expectation of trying to convince others. I can say I've done that. When I was younger and working out, and it, it got, comes down to the same aspect of everything. I lose some weight, I look better, girls will like me, I'll be golden, right? You lose a little bit of weight, you realize things don't change with the girls because that has literally nothing to do with weight. That actually has, you have to talk to them. Right. And uh, you realize, oh, well, that didn't work, and I, I quit, right? Yeah. So, but... I, I realized my mindset at that point, it was based on, I was working out for approval of others. When I got into this habit of creating, making this exactly that habit, working out is a habit that you have to do every day. You don't hit a spot where you're done. Right. You don't hit a spot where you're like, okay, I'm there. Because as soon as you hit and you're there, there's only you only go back down. And when you talked about everything before as kind of being your ups and downs, I, I tell our kids all the time, the training. And I'm sure you've seen this with your kids in training too. But I refer to life as a mountain range, not a mountain. A lot of people like using the mountain analogy. But I like to use the mountain range because you know what? Throughout your entire life, you're going to be climbing hills and going back down hills. And the, the, the hill you climb today is going to be a stepping stool for the hill you climb in five years, right? you got to get to the top of one mountain to go down a bit to climb a higher mountain, to yeah. go down a bit to climb a higher mountain. Right, and that's all this this journey is. 
And a lot of times when, when you're doing it for other people, you're at that first mountain, you get to the top, you look to see the mountain range and you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to go back down the opposite direction. I just came. That's right. all it really comes down to when you're doing it for other people. I love that because it's, it's so true. You don't, your goal is not to become a millionaire and then stop. Yeah. Once you get your one million, you're, you're going to want yeah, two, yeah. you're going to want three. And it goes back to being goal oriented. So I love that. That's a, that's a really good analogy that I love to hear. So I'll finish that podcast is I really want to be able to be that voice to help people get through this stuff because I know it's really, really tough. So just to wrap up, because I think we could talk, and I'm going to have you back on because we're going to talk about this a lot more. Yeah, for sure. But what's your advice for an adult right now, a mother, a father that's struggling to, to maybe even get started? What's your advice for them today? Uh, my advice to get started is, is, I mean, it's very cliche. You just got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. Um, but to get started once again like put yourself in the, in a in an area to win uh, and that might sometimes even come down to like who you're hanging out with you're hanging out with people who are overweight in a bad area always eating out not really caring for themselves even if you get yourself started you're going to fall back into that aspect you got to surround yourself with people who are willing to do it who want to do it who can do it and I go back to when I was discussing with you there earlier about I did this a lot on my own, on my own because at the time I didn't have a group that I could embrace myself in. I had people around that's like, oh, we see you're making a difference. But I did it on my own because it's like my, my big friend group, love them to death. They're not big fitness people. Right. Like they play their sports. They'll play some basketball and stuff with them, but they're not going to come in and do a two-hour weight session with me. Right. Right. Um, so I did a lot of this on my own cause I didn't have that group to embrace myself in, but I've, I've since found people to embrace myself with. And then you realize they're going to push me. I'm going to push me into, and it's a building block. But my biggest thing to, to getting started, you got to have a goal and you, your goal has to be for you. If your goal is not for you, your processes aren't for you. Your systems aren't for you. They're for someone else. No matter how hard you work, you're going to stop. And one of the things I always I always use is it's it's this idea um, similar to like a wedding day, right? Everyone's like, I want to lose that ten pounds to get my dress or into my tux. What happens as soon as wedding day is done? Right, it stops. Yeah, right. They work their butts off to get to that dress, and then it stops. Goes back to your mountain, right? The mountain, yeah. that first mountain. Was you the climb valley. the first mountain, you're like, I did it, and instead of seeing the whole other mountain, you turn back down and go to right. base camp. Yeah, right. So. Get yourself in a mindset of that this, there, there's no such thing as a quick fix. And that's kind of it. Going back off everything. Start, move, working out is not the hard part. Like all you got to do is move. Whether that's walking, whether that's, my dad right now with lockdown, he's been trying to do 10,000 steps. He hasn't left the house. He'll just get up every half hour and walk laps around the house. And he's, he's dropped 10, 15 pounds during lockdown mm, from just for walking around the house. The, the exercise part is not the hard part in this the hard part in this is really sitting down with yourself and asking yourself why do i want to do this right you need a plan for your mind for your abilities to push forward before traction will start so my biggest advice to everyone is when you're thinking about doing this take the time and go through the procedures of setting goals Go through the procedures of asking yourself why. Go through the procedures of setting out steps and plans and all that. Because if you don't have that stuff, once again, it's that idea you're going to get to the top of the first mountain, be super thrilled about it, and then just turn around and go back. 
Love it, man. It's really exciting. I know I'm going to have you back on, and we're going to talk more and more and get into more in-depth on different items and talk topics together. So thank you again for coming on. Wow, it was my pleasure. It was a good time. Uh, I love it. And uh, for those guys that are going to be hitting the gym shortly, keep pounding away. You can do this as long as you believe in yourself. Have a good day, guys. Bye, everyone.